Hey everybody, welcome to the Namra Podcast. Russ Mangson here with my friend Dustin Hopkins from Kingside Development. We're going to talk to you about SEO today, how to avoid overspending and getting underachieving results on SEO, and how to just shop it out with confidence. Really, what is it? How do you increase it? Everything there is to know about SEO we're going to cover in this episode, so stay tuned. All right, Dustin, let's get into it. This is probably the thing that you and I get asked arguably the most about. It's like a very foundational conversation for you as a web developer and for us as a, a marketing company. People are always like, how do, I be, how do I get to the top of Google? So let's break that down. Uh, that's a very loaded question. We'll, we'll start there. And um, tell us why. Let's, def- let's start by just defining what is SEO. Got it. Okay. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. So it's very search engine algorithm focused. So there are a lot of different kinds of SEO because there are a lot of different kinds of algorithms. YouTube has an algorithm. So there's YouTube SEO, making sure that your videos rank higher than others. There's same thing with TikTok, same thing with Amazon. Amazon has SEO. That's why you'll see titles that are like, you know, small woman's blouse, best woman's blouse, small blouse, you know, as a title description. Uh, But what we're going to talk about today is local SEO for the context of the podcast is how to improve your rankings when someone searches Google for your service in your geographic service area. That's the overview of what SEO is. And I think for, for everyone listening, it helps to know that there are those different kinds and to work with a professional that specializes in that specific version of SEO is that there's not a lot of overlap between the two. What you mean by that is the platform that you're looking to grow on. So if you're looking to bring in more Google leads, you want to work with your web developer and a Google My Business specialist of some sort. If you're trying to grow your YouTube channel, you want to work with a content creator who's really good at making trendy thumbnails and tagging everything properly. So expertise for each platform is huge when we're talking SEO. It depends on the industry too, you know, like, and the way to to see that is you can see the search volume for things. So Google with Google AdWords, they have a keyword planner and you can put your state in there and you can see how big the pie is. So if someone's searching for realtor in Massachusetts, those search volumes are actually really low. Almost all of them just go to Zillow. So it doesn't make sense to try to compete for SEO if you're a realtor in Massachusetts. But it does make sense if you're a plumber or electrician where people search plumber near me or plumber Worcester, Mass. Perfect. And so those are the people that this podcast is for. What can those types of people do? Because obviously the goal is to be number one everywhere. That's what everybody wants, right? We just want to be, we just want to be the best known plumber in Massachusetts. Well, doesn't everybody. That's (laughs) So do all the other plumbers. So that's where we come in and we have to explain, well, everybody wants that straight up. You know, everybody is fighting for the top spot of Google. And so let's talk about all the different things that affect achieving growth in that area um, and affect, like we were talking about earlier, the results uh, analysis of that. Like, okay, maybe your top spot 
within this specific demographic of people who are searching for these things, but your competitor has the top spot for a different combination of keywords and that's okay. Mm. So let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so there are smaller components of that um, called citations. It, it accounts for, they say between seven and 10% of like the effectiveness. That's just making sure that your business information matches everywhere else on the internet, right? But the two main things that help the most are your Google My Business page because it impacts the maps pack, like the map search, and your on-site or on-page content and speed. So those are like the top things. Does your website load fast? Does it, uh, do your images have alt text? You know, that's a, a tech term. Pretty much means that when someone goes to your website um, or when Google crawls your website, and there was an image there, they had no idea what the image was about. So they added alt text. So you can let Google know, this is an image of our team, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and if you have that in there, it helps Google figure out what the content is about. So when someone is searching for relevant content, you pop up first. Mm -hmm. So like do all the things on your website that make it favorable to Google, right? After that, it's, consistently producing content on the website. Awesome. And so what can that content look like? What do you mean by content? So Google will know, it, it'll periodically crawl your website somewhere between once a month to three months. And so when it crawls your website at, at, at month one and then it crawls again at month three, it sees what has changed in that time. And so it knows that you are constantly adding things to your site. And so the things to add are uh, more words, more search terms to your website each month. On your service pages, you should be adding things like uh, local landmarks to show that you have local authority. You should be adding more keywords for that service. You should be continually adding to the service pages. Uh, and then you should be writing blog posts that show you as a local authority. They're a great place to add local keywords, links to other local businesses, because Google notices geographic intent when you're searching. A pizza place is a, a fantastic example. If you go to Google and you type in pizza near, you know, you just type in pizza, it's, only, it's not gonna recommend, you know, California pizza places like you go to the map and it understands where you are and you know it's only going to refer you to other local businesses so it knows that you're local mm -hmm. so if you have your blog post and your content that's also local and very well connected there then it shows Google when someone's searching for your industry or service in this geographic area you look pretty good mm -hmm. and they're more likely to recommend you than someone else based on the fact that there's local traffic, consuming your blog, looking at you know new events that you might have posted or whatever it is, yep. local people are looking, so that is good for SEO. Yes. I think that's a very, like, hopefully simple lesson in how it works. Like if you're putting relevant stuff out there and people locally are actually consuming it, it shows Google that you're a quality business, professional in the industry, putting out regular information, not just a set it and forget it website, which I think should help people reframe how they look at their website too. Like this is a living, breathing organism and should be treated as such. It's no longer just like, 
a glorified business card that has like your contact information and, you know, maybe one video where it's like, Hey, this is who we are and call us. It should be a resource for your clients. You should be updating it regularly for all of the people who could potentially visit it. So it becomes a resource for new leads, for even current clients who are looking for new ways to interact with you or learn about the industry that you work in. Like an example would be, and our website isn't up to par yet, but it, you'll get it there <laughs> in the future, I'm sure, is like as a digital marketing company, our website shouldn't just have our service listings. It should also have information about what's new in the social media marketing world. And we want to have like clips from our podcast, but those clips from the podcast aren't even as valuable as a blog about that topic might be if it's in written word or correct. Yes, correct. And, and I think it's important to talk about authority for a second, like because there's traditional SEO and local SEO. Traditionally, if your website got a link from Nike, like if Nike or Apple put your website on their pages, it looks very good for the traditional algorithm because it shows that you have an authority, uh, you have an authoritative website linking to you and there's like mixed authority in that, right? Like, okay, we love Nike. Nike's got a good rep. If, you know, they, you know, they got your site on their site, you might be pretty good too, mm -hmm. right? But that's the, the traditional and algorithm. By traditional, we mean national, right? Like sort of like more, yes. more broad yes. SEO landscape across the whole country as opposed to within the microcosm of your local business market. Correct, yeah. Traditional are like um, blog writers who have like affiliate marketing, e-commerce sites, um, those kinds of things. People that are trying to just reach all search terms in a country or multinational if they have the ability to do that. Um, that's a separate algorithm. And in the same way, authority means different in local SEO. One of the, the best ways to improve authority is like the difference that the algorithm has is that it doesn't care so much about the authority of the website that's linking to you. So a great way to think about this, they're called in the industry crappy church links. That's what they're called. Because like if you get your local church churches to link to your website, it looks great to Google, mm. right? They're not, people don't go to church websites very often. They don't have a great authority. Most of the times they're pretty you know, basic websites, mm -hmm. but Google sees that you're kind of the center of this node uh, of this network from all of these local businesses linking mm -hmm. to you. It makes you look great as a local authority in local search algorithms. Thinking about your website differently is, you know, I mean, obviously I'm biased, right? <laughs> I have a web design agency, uh, but the biggest thing I think people should focus on with their website is, um, it's a great consistent lead generator. It can be for certain kinds of businesses is you can look on Google and you can see that there are 30,000 monthly searches for your service in your area. That's how big the pie is. And then you can also see where you rank versus your competitors. And I mean, you and I both know they really only choose one of the first three, right? Mm -hmm. And so you get to see who's scooping up a lot of that business. Mm -hmm. And most of these most of these local businesses are not there. This is an undervalued opportunity for local businesses. There, it, the businesses that do these things usually go to the top and they usually stay there if they're producing content regularly.
Now, of course, you and I know the caveat is that if anybody says, I'm gonna do these three things and get you to the top of Google, they're most likely lying. Mm -hmm. they, they really don't know. A lot of this stuff is not exactly testing, but there are certain things that work within, within certain industries that don't work in others. Mm -hmm. And so you need to start with a good, strong marketing strategy and the SEO should support that. It's not like SEO is a very regimented five-step process that you just plug and play to every website and it yeah. produces the same results. It's, it's more unique than that. Yeah. SEO naturally gets into the weeds pretty quickly, right? It gets technical fast because it is sort of a technical trade. It is. Um, but for a local business owner out there, like a contractor or a service provider, or even like a restaurant or some sort of retail store to simplify SEO to the best of our ability in the context of being that business owner, looking for the right SEO package, cause they get their doors knocked on by digital marketing companies. You and I have been in the industry long enough to know that every company we've ever worked with has been screwed over at least three times prior to working with us. Everybody's jaded. They're worried about the fluffy proposals and the minimal work. And there's a lot of that out there. You and I connect on the fact that we love not doing that. <laughs> we love lean proposals that are gritty and actually get results and are, we're giving tangible services, right? Correct hopefully everything that we talked about prior to this gives people a good understanding of the technical functions that are involved so they can pick apart a proposal a little bit better. If you listen back to this and try to learn a little bit of like the terminology we're picking up on or that we're putting out there, but let's simplify it even more and just sort of put a bow on it so that they understand the top like two or three things that need to be in that proposal so they can actually say okay i've got these three things covered and i'm not gonna get thrown into a fluffy proposal that i don't understand i know i'm covered i have a little bit of confidence in my knowledge in seo mm. so this is the the minimum that i need and i'm happy with that and confident. Does that make sense? It certainly does. I would start by saying, let's look at some really common proposals for SEO and pick apart some problems with that before we talk about what a proper, Perfect. I what I think a pro proper proposal would look like. Most of the SEO proposals sent out, they involve a setup process where we're gonna fix all of the citations and the technical side of your website first and then like they say that they go in and they change keywords and they, they update stuff. What most of them do is they will come in, they'll change all of your on-site stuff, all of your technical website things, but they'll charge you monthly for it. So they'll say it's you know 2000 bucks a month, we're going to fix all of your website things, speed it up, do all their stuff initially. And they do in that first month, and it gets results for months after that. But, you know, the behind the curtain look is that they're not doing much for those months after the first mm -hmm. couple. That's really what I believe to be malicious about most common SEO proposals is they're doing a lot of work up front and it's getting results, but you're just paying for work that was done originally. And I don't think that's very fair. And the risk retainer stays super high despite the work going like 80% lower in some cases 
after that first couple months. Correct, correct. And that's that's what I don't like about SEO. And I think that that's what not a lot of people like about SEO either mm-hmm. is because, okay, well, I just paid six grand across three months and SEO takes a little while to, to ramp up. Mm-hmm. So I would say the things to look for in a proper proposal are a project-based to get it technically sound, mm-hmm. fast, good images, compressed, clean code, like whatever. Like a one-time website build getting that done SEO appropriately. Yes, okay, well, yeah, it could be either or. Like either starting with a website that is out the box SEO optimized, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a good way to think about it is you can either have your website the way it is and just optimize what's there. You know, usually I recommend a new website because it's a lot of rework and you might as well do it on a more updated platform, but that's a separate conversation, right? Regardless, you either build a new website or optimize the current website first. And I would only pay project-based for doing that. Mm -hmm. Then it should look like consistently adding content to the website and the Google business profile. Yep. If you are consistently posting or, you know, at least once a a week on Google My Business or Google business profile, I think they call it now, Mm -hmm. that looks really good to your local uh, search algorithm and adding between one and five, you know, however much you want, like words of content mm-hmm. to the website. So when Google crawls it, they say, oh, wow, you're constantly updating stuff. You're mm-hmm. producing blog posts that are educational, right? So if I'm looking at a proposal, if I'm writing a proposal for SEO services, it looks like either a new website or optimizing your website that you got. Mm-hmm. What content are we going to add? Service pages, blogs. And are you posting regularly on Google My Business and constantly trying to get reviews? Mm-hmm. I think that that crushes it for local search algorithms. Mm-hmm. Makes you look really good on the map pack, which is you know very important to people. Perfect. That's awesome. And I think that gives us a very clear red flag to look out for if you're paying thousands of dollars a month for SEO, but you're not seeing your website change at all. Like your website should be growing. You should be adding blogs and posts and other things to the website. A new page might pop up every once in Mm -hmm. a while or like this and that will be added to the website. The site will continue to grow if you're doing SEO properly. If they're just saying like we are going in and doing all this invisible stuff, that's usually where the smoke and mirrors are taking effect right on huge red flag and you know this comes from i'm on linkedin as a web designer and developer i get seo companies reaching out to me daily offering white label services hey you build a website we can handle the seo afterwards right i've had dozens of those conversations where i'm like okay well what are your list of deliverables for the months after you you know and, and they, they just say updating keywords. Usually, <laughs> usually there's two people on the call. There's a salesperson and the technical person. Mm-hmm. The salesperson always says the same thing. They go, you want to take this one? <laughs> <laughs> they always say, you know, they deflect because yeah. the del- they hope you don't ask about what the monthly deliverables are. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything after the, yeah. in most cases. I, I think it's, this is a very important conversation that we're having. Mm-hmm. because a lot of people are in that position where it's like just the invisible services like real true work in SEO is the same as it is on social media on our side of the table. It's like, if you can't see what we're doing, we're not doing a very good job. 
Right. SEO now is about new stuff on your website. Yes. Social media growth is more posts, more videos. If your social media company is charging you 1500 bucks a month and they're just saying they're updating your Facebook keywords, it's the same sort of thing that we see on our side where we're like, no, we're doing this many posts and this many videos and you're always updating your platform and it's going to get stronger. Website, same thing. Update your website, add new stuff, it will get stronger. And the Google business profile reflects that. So if you are always adding to those platforms, you will rank higher on Google. Remember, this is no secret. Your competitors are gonna do the same damn thing, right? So it's, yes. it, that, this isn't the answer to get first on Google. This is how SEO works. Now you understand the, the race that's taking place that you're in. Now it's who hustles harder, who, like, who posts more, who does the better blog post that is of more interest to more people and gets more traffic, right? Like who gets more local hits, be better. That's where it's more than just like, mm -hmm. oh, we're gonna be super consistent. It's like quality, consistency, be that resource, be a good platform. Your website should be a good platform for your audience to visit. Work on that, it's hard, <laughs> it is. And that's what we are here for. That's where our bigger packages, like on your side, like a bigger SEO package, lots of blogs, lots of really good content, like let's hammer this stuff. And that is what good SEO is nowadays. Yes, you, you nailed it. Really like, you know, and this is, this is my strategy, right? This is how I provide local SEO services. Like uh, you guys cover Google My Business because it's, you know, and we talk about this, it's kind of like a gray area between SEO and social media mm -hmm. because the way that it functions is you need to be constantly posting, which is a very social media uh, deliverable, mm -hmm. right? Whereas, you know, the website is very writing focused. It's mm -hmm. very, you're either writing code or you're writing content, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's just very like long form text based. Yeah. And so, but it, it ends up kind of being in between this Venn diagram between SEO and, and social media. Um, but you're right where the, like, you're right, the game is who produces more content or more relevant content, more valuable content, who is going to provide more value for free to either the search network or the video network. Mm -hmm. You know, and the ways that that look like, the way that that looks is you can go to Google and type in, plumber near me and if you scroll down you'll see the map pack list of local businesses but if you scroll down a little bit further google always has a section that says like people also search for or like related searches to what your search is and they're always questions how to choose the best plumber you know what are plumber rates in this state and city and if you take that title which is a search term and you make a video about it answering it you take the transcription you make a blog post about it you take the you post it to youtube take the youtube put it on top of the blog post have the transcription and all the text content there nobody's doing that yeah and, and nobody's doing that it's a very simple way to utilize both of our services mm -hmm. and it it just there's not a lot of competition in the yeah. local seo space and i only know that from because i'm doing all this research somebody will come to me you know, I'm a local home builder, whatever. And, you know, I, I go and look how many people are searching for bathroom and kitchen, kitchen remodels mm -hmm. in this area. 
and you see, okay, well, you get like 50,000 searches for these search terms, and you can see all of your competitors, and you can see how much traffic they're getting from those things. All of these tools are given from Google for free, mm -hmm. and you can go see it, and you can say, well, it's not very competitive. They're not adding content to their site once a month or, or weekly. I can see that they're not doing these things. So if we do, I think it's very likely that we will rank higher than them. Yeah. And that's where the opportunity comes in, where like there could be a really big company that you're, you've been competing with for a long time and they mm -hmm. always bury you on like Google ads, their budget's higher, but now you have this opportunity to generate your own better quality content, keep your website updated, make it a good resource, and you could slingshot past them in the SEO battle. They're gonna catch on and it's gonna be a fight. Like we we're saying, it's always gonna end up being a race because people catch on. If there's a temporary answer to an SEO problem, everybody jumps on the back of it and eventually it becomes who can do it better until the new feature comes out or whatever it is. And it's just use that and do it better. But I think this gives people hopefully a really good idea of, again, the main point I want to get out there is like, there's no invisible services. Like even yeah. everything you said, it's like, these are extra effort things that are actually findable. You'll go on the YouTube channel, see the video, see the caption with all the same keywords as the blog that's on your website. Like, they're all tangible things that are happening. It's not just like, oh yeah, every go every day we go behind the scenes, like lift up the hood and like rearrange some wires and then like pop back out. It's no, we're posting more. We're creating content. We're writing on your behalf. That's what good SEO is nowadays. Nailed it. And, and it's, that's the easiest way for any business owner who is getting pitched SEO can, can know the difference between someone who's really going to do something and someone who's just there to take their money. And, you know, the real, only reason why we're doing this, because we've had so many conversations with mm -hmm. business owners and that's why it, you know, really it pisses me off. Yeah. You know, I was going to say breaks my heart. Dude, you talk, <laughs> you talk to somebody who's been building a business for, you know, yeah. like the last 20 years and they just like, Oh yeah, I already pay a guy for SEO. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, you know, they've been paying and you learn they've been paying him three to $500 the last two years and they're not doing anything. And yeah. it's like, you just think it, cause a lot of times business owners only see the lost cost and they don't see the opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. And when I'm coming in as a marketing consultant and I think of what could have been done with that extra, even $200 a month or hundred dollars a month. Yeah. So many people are throwing that amount away. And then there's some cases where it's like 1500, two grand a month, just gonzo for like the last five years. And you're like, man, like so much opportunity missed. Like your business would have been at a different point two years ago and last yeah. year. And like the, the compounding opportunity cost of that is what crushes us and hopefully gets people thinking. And that's what we're here for. That's what the Namra podcast is all about. It's about trust genuinely, like doing the right thing. If we don't know something, we're gonna tell you we don't know. This is a conversation we talked about yesterday where like, we're gonna talk about this and it's gonna get into the weeds. We need people to know that it is a weedy conversation. It's very complicated. We're two experts that work on this and we're having a good conversation about what is it? What does it mean now? Because it changes over time. And this is where we're at now. It's gonna keep evolving, but that's what we're here to kind of walk people through. So if we can save one business owner from one of those like really fluffy couple grand a month packages, it's worth it for us. A hundred percent. 